0: Hello, and welcome back to Young Nostalgia. Today, Ben and I are going to be taking a look back of the month of April and the history that has defined us up until this point, point. Um, and just a word of warning, not most of the stuff do we know much about, but we thought we'd put it out there because we thought it's pretty cool information. But We
1: have some stuff to say about, you know, a few a few things here and there, but for the most part, these
0: are just kind of significant dates we picked out of the air. <laughs> Pretty much thin air. Um, everything that we're going to be talking about today is straight from the history place. Uh, feel free to check it out online if you want to dive more into it. But um, but before we get into the show, we'd like to send out some PSAs your way. So we kind of messed up in our pa- past couple of episodes. We actually changed formats and we're going straight through Podbean. So if you want to look at our blog and all of our um, account information, along with new episodes posting on the weekly um, every Tuesday, Check out youngnostalgia.podbean.com. That's where you'll find all of our information in our Facebook and Twitter links. Please follow that and like us and share everything that you love about us. Um, it, It means a lot. And then also, we cannot stress enough, we are on iTunes. And Google Play. Please check us out, rate, and subscribe. That's the biggest thing you could do for us. If you really love us, love our sexy voices, you can rate <laughs> and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. That'll help us out a lot. And um, again, we're going in through the month of April and, and the cool things that happened throughout history. But next week, we're super excited about this. We are talking to Chad Smith, the owner of Retro Music and Media, right here in the small town of Ada, talking about what his passion of music is and why he loves vinyl. And why he, you know, brought up this retro music and media place in in Ada out of all places. And right.
1: it's doing pretty well actually too. Uh he's only been here for maybe a year and a half or so. It's yeah. already about to start expanding.
0: Yep. And I think awesome. And it's awesome for us because it's our first guest, someone that we can bring an outside perspective who actually lived through these kind of periods and, and mm-hmm. be able to pick his brain about everything. And the main thing that we really want to get down to is his favorite and memorable, memorable genre is metal, but not even just American metal. He loves European metal music, but he has seen these bands, been in that atmosphere, and he just wants to tell us all about it, all about it, and we're looking forward to it. So jumping into episode four of Young Nostalgia, um, the history that made us to today. So starting April 1st, I guess I can kick us off, see how this kind of goes. More of like a free flow right. format, so you have to just kind of follow us along. So there's going to be, we, we try to keep it as light as possible because sometimes there's some really dark moments in history that we didn't really want to. <laughs> yeah, it'll, we'll be things. kind of bouncing around
1: between... Not necessarily comical stuff, more lighter things, and then it'll be right
0: into, like, Civil War type stuff. So <laughs> so bear with us. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Civil War starts us off. April 1st of 1865. This actually brought the beginning of the end mm-hmm. of these Civil Wars. The Confederate troops of General George Pickett were defeated and cut off at Five Forks, Virginia, which were then Robert E. Lee's army retreated um, um, at Petersburg in Richmond and hastened the end of the war leading to the end of the civil war
1: right and so it's on april 1st i mean that was kind of the the turning point where it it all started to go extremely downhill for the confederate troops
0: april fool's day i guess
1: (laughs) for (laughs) for the confederate
0: troops (laughs) um (laughs) all right well i guess you can take the other april 1st um and see what we got this one, like we said, we're gonna bounce
1: around quite a bit here. So this is April first, nineteen ninety-eight. This is where a judge in Little Rock, Arkansas, dismissed the sexual harassment case against President Bill Clinton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not funny, but it is. No, this funny is at different time. than his Oval Oval Office one, right?
1: I, y- you know, I I'm not entirely sure. Um. I mean, I think they were, there really was never any sort of case that went on, but I don't know if it was the same
0: thing or if it was actually separate incidents. Ah, it's telling us here that a precedent allowing sitting presidents to be sued for personal conduct that allegedly occurred before taking office. So this oh, ha- this sexual okay. harassment happened to Bill Clinton. I mean, not happened to him. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he he involved. S- supposedly did this before he even took office, but he was sued while he was in office. Right. And this precedent was set that... It allows anybody to sue for personal conduct on a president that's in office if it happened before they got in. Right. So, so, so
1: you're not. So once you get into office, you're just not immune from everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, is that's that's not cool. at and all. And then his
0: secretary came along, um, and and really kind of <laughs> muddied the waters
1: a little bit. Yeah, it was a whole big a whole big thing here. If you don't know what we're talking about, then it's
0: I you're did too not young. Have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Oh, geez. (laughs) Well, April 2nd, hands up in the air. That's when we went live. Young Nostalgia, April 2nd of 2017. I think that's probably the most important date on this whole list. I think I might just end the show right now.
1: So, love you all. I guess we'll downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) April. Wow, I feel kind of bad after I said this is the most important date on here because we're going into April 3rd, 1944. (laughs) The U.S. Supreme Court ruled eight to one that African Americans cannot be barred from voting in the Texas Democratic primaries. That's that's
0: a well. That's probably very. That's very. That important. is extremely important. Yeah. That's all I was say. <laughs> especially <laughs> Texas. Oh yeah, um, but um, yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it said it. Uh, state ruled that discrimination against blacks violated the Fifteenth Amendment, and that political parties are not private associations. Which is actually really interesting because this
0: is around the end of World War II, mm-hmm. and um, right, you know, it's been extremely segregated up to this point. Right, and then this Texas after, out of all states. Right, and this is after you
1: know uh, African Americans have been out you know fighting for the country, and mm-hmm. they come back, and they're
0: still not allowed to do stuff. I <laughs> know, like, no. which is not cool at all. Might as well just pack your bags and move to Texas. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, you're up. Same day, April 3rd, 1948 is 4 years later, President Harry S Truman signed the European Recovery Program. So after World War II, this program actually donated money around 12 billion dollars to the nations of Western Europe after the damages caused mm-hmm. in Germany and the UK and all that from World War II. So it actually helped rebuild the whole country and right because it um, was a mass, nation. Yeah.
1: Regardless of what country you know it's specifically they're going to everything over there was just an absolute mess Mm -hmm.
0: and it's actually called um the marshall plan because the historic speech given by the secretary of State um george c marshall for harry s truman um was delivered at harvard university on june 5th of 1947 that's when the proposed plan Mm -hmm. was first taken off and signed in 1948 which i'm sure is part of why we have such strong relations with that side of the world
1: right and i mean because it's I mean, back then, I mean, that was $12 billion. I mean, you think about it, it's quite a bit of money now, but that's a huge amount of money back then. Huge. (laughs) Huge, huge. (laughs) (laughs) All right, April 4th, 1949. This uh, This is when the first 12 nations signed the treaty creating NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. This was basically the start of a common military force, uh, in defense of, I mean, it was right around the kind of the communist scare that was starting to happen with uh, uh, Russia, well, the Soviets, and uh, Western Europe. And so it was they kind of needed an organization that would try to fight this new spreading evil. Well, I guess it wasn't really that new, but it was starting to spread at the time, and so they needed something to combat this uh, force and keep it back.
0: What I think is really interesting about this is that, you know, after World War Two, the the entire world started coming together and making these large organizations. You got the United Nations and then you got NATO, too. But mm-hmm. World War I was to end all wars. But then after World War Two, you actually see us coming together to make sure it keeps, you know, countries in balance, mm-hmm. um, especially with the communism scare. Right. So because it,
1: it, this this whole this whole idea of the NATO is kind of hopefully to prevent, you know, things like World War Two happening again. Yeah. Any sort of, the, I guess not just genocide, but uh, any sort of invasion of communist socialist powers.
0: Yeah. So moving right on. April 4th, I guess going back down into dark times. April 4th, 1968, civil rights leader uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was shot and killed by a sniper in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, He is best remembered for his I Have a Dream speech delivered on um, 1963 at um, Washington Monument. And the march and King's other efforts helped pa- the passage of Civil Rights Act in 1964. So, um,
1: yeah, right. And right after that, there was the Voting Rights Act in 1965 as well.
0: Yeah, which was huge, mm-hmm. monumental. Um, and I think no matter what age you are, you always have a connection to Dr. Martin Luther King because he's done amazing things for this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 1960s was a huge time for, I guess. Uh, not not necessarily a time but like a dark time in this country you had the assassination of kennedy um and dr martin luther king as well so mm-hmm. it kind of put this dark tint on within four years of, right. a of lot of people remember movement.
1: the 60s as you know being a lot of good things happening well maybe not good things happening but uh good times i mean the the music i mean we talked about the music yeah in our previous shows and then also the there were these other things like jfk and martin luther king uh kind of, you know, tragedies that happened at the same time. That mm-hmm. I guess they don't really get overshadowed, but you don't think of them, you know, you think 60s, you don't necessarily think of them all the time.
0: Yeah, and it's so it's so weird to just think about, I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I, I had, right, a, I had a thought. And then...
1: Well, you know, actually, uh, I was looking here, and I was actually kind of surprised when I looked at 1986. That's when Congress first established um, the holiday in his honor. I guess oh. I never really thought about how late afterwards, you know, that that was established. Oh, that's actually true. 20 years-ish.
0: Afterwards. That's absolutely insane. I um, feel like it should have been at least a year or two, of not more. Yeah, well, I guess,
1: you know, you have to look at the times, too. I mean, a lot of people were probably thinking, you know, they might not have done something like that, but they probably weren't necessarily uh, unhappy with it. That's true. You know, it's sad to say, but, uh, you know, there probably wasn't a whole lot of support behind a movement like that. Um, you know, moving more into the 80s when that there would be a lot of support behind that. So that's kind of interesting. I never knew that.
0: I remember what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> <Back> <laughs> I, to was, I was saying, take a look at this. Um, it's so weird, <laughs> just the amount of history that actually happens just within a month. I mean, we're coming up on just April 6th, and we're through April 4th, and, you know, everything from, I mean, history is a long period of time, and we're just looking at yeah. mainly 20th, 19th nineteenth century to the 20th century, and there's a lot that happens, especially influential incidents Mm -hmm. and acts so yeah um, all right moving right along
1: all right we're up to april 6th of moving back a little bit 1896 this was the first year that the olympics were held uh after a break of 1500 years um they were in of course athens greece um i'm not a huge fan per se of the olympics i just i don't really i don't really matter to me you know um, but I think this, I think the idea of the Olympics is pretty cool I mean it's mm. the only thing that really brings a world together i mean there's especially uh um, with countries who don't necessarily get along you know a lot of times they're still sending athletes to compete against one another regardless of how good they are you see a lot of countries really
0: don't send anyone really worthwhile but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they make more money than us, so I guess we can't complain too Oh, that's, that's very true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's very cool, especially what the Olympics stand for, people coming together. But then also... 1500 years before that a lot of times it was like killing each other <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah so. kind of you know progressed a little bit since <laughs> in that sense um, um. <laughs> all right moving forward april 6th again 1917 following a vote by congress approving a declaration of war the u.s entered world war one in europe we just got done talking about the um kind of the rebuilding effort of world war two <laughs> and now we're talking about how we entered world war one world war which is obviously the tail end of it um but that was a war to end all wars and i mean that was that war yeah, was hell like, man it, absolute yeah. hell of it.
1: um well i mean i've been i've watched a lot of shows about world war two and world war one and i'm really interested in the uh not necessarily the causes but why why world war one was such a hell i mean this was a time where wep there was a huge advancement in weaponry with machine guns uh chemical warfare was oh yeah it's huge but they still use at the beginning of the war especially they're still using old-fashioned war tactics where you just kind of run at each other shooting uh-huh you got and the that,
0: trenches and you got no man's land
1: yeah and so that 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 kind of because they needed a way to break that it was just a bloodbath and then you know the, the only way to find any sort of cover was to dig in and then you're stuck mm. now, what are you supposed to do from there <laughs> um you can't go up and you can't <laughs> you can't really do yeah. anything else except go back and that's not really an option yep and so. then
0: I mean when it comes winter time nobody barely does anything and you just gotta sit there wait it out oh and then yeah and when it gets nicer you just start shooting again yeah so yeah.
1: either way it's a muddy mess yeah so I mean it's yeah. Europe so it's not like there's really all that great of weather <laughs> that's very true <laughs> uh, alright Well, we got generalizing next generalizing <laughs> there a little bit <laughs> alright we're up to April 9th of 1865 um <clears throat> the Civil War was basically ended. Um, Robert e, General Robert E. Lee uh, surrendered to General Ulysses S. Grant um, to mark the end of the Civil War. That was
0: five hundred thousand American deaths. The the bloodiest me- American battle, uh, the bloodiest American war in the entire history, because everyone that was killed was American. Was American. Yeah, so, both sides. Doesn't, yep. Yeah, I and think the,
1: that's. And that's that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's super get sad, it. but uh, yeah. I'm just so happy that you know another civil war hasn't been able to mm-hmm. surface again because that's absolutely terrible. Oh yeah, I mean and it took took about a week from when we started the progression of the end of the war, which is April first, up until mm-hmm. April 9th when it officially ended.
1: Right, and uh, another thing that's pretty interesting about that is uh, there were s- some unusual terms of surrender um, written by Grant uh, that the Confederate Soldiers were allowed to keep their horses, or the Confederate, um, I guess it was probably just officers with the horses. So the Confederate officers were allowed to keep their horses and just go home like nothing really ever happened, Mm -hmm. Um, which, I mean, I realize that it's not, it wasn't necessarily a normal war, you know, where there's, um, you know, two countries, two opposing forces fighting each other. It's kind of in the same country. So I guess it makes a little bit more sense, but.
0: It almost like bygones be bygones. Yeah but yeah um, i mean they're allowed a to keep their board.
1: swords keep their sidearms you know they weren't you know imprisoned or anything like that they're just kind of like all right we're done let's go
0: home <laughs> yeah which is odd yeah that's <laughs> that really ever happened <laughs> um all right april 11th jumping forward to 1968 a week after the assassination of martin luther king the civil rights act of 1968 was signed into law by president Lyndon b johnson we kind of hit on this when we talked about the assassination um how the civil rights act law was actually signed Mm -hmm. april 11th so just a few days after the assassination so Mm -hmm. kind of signifies the progression but it's sad to see what it took and what the sacrifice took to get yeah. to that point
1: and i'm sure that had a huge impact on it you know i you know, something like that probably would have happened anyway but i'm sure that something like the assassination of martin luther king um expedited that process you know i don't really want to say it was you know it's helped it along but it, i guess that sounds kind of bad but um I'm sure it did, <laughs> and uh, and that and the Civil Rights Act of, 19, of <laughs> tripping up all over my words here, <laughs> Civil Rights Act of 1968, um, that prohibited discrimination in housing. Uh, it helped the civil rights of workers, and it also it it helped uh, Native Americans at the time too, who was that was another group that was you know had pretty rough at this time mm-hmm. time period in, in the country. All right, moving on. Let's go up to April 11th. Apollo 13 was launched from Cape Kennedy at 2.13 p.m. Um, the 56 hours into the flight. Wow, that seems like a long
0: time. 56 hours. About a couple um, of days. Yeah. two 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 and a half days. Yeah. And this was back in 1970, April 11th, 1970. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot the year. That's kind of important.
1: Um, oxygen tank exploded on the service module. Um, That was the actual iconic quote, Houston, we have a problem. Um, That was from astronaut John L. Swigert. I don't know. Swigert. Swigert. Wow. I'm butchering this. (laughs) Um, So, Swigert uh, transferred into, and his uh, fellow astronaut, Fred W. Hayes, they transferred into the lunar module, um, essentially using it as a lifeboat. um, And they. Made it back to Earth, but that was kind of the, it was kind of a scary time because um, you're in space. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, Something and they actually,
0: they actually used the gravity and the trajectory to swing around the the moon. Right. Came back around the dark side, lost contact with Houston, and came mm-hmm. back. Which, that's even sketchier. Oh, my God. I can yeah. only imagine. But it's like they made it safe, and I bet that was the longest six days of their entire life as they splashed down April seventeenth, nineteen seventy, back on Earth. Right. So, and that's, um, that whole thing is interesting
1: too, because anything like that you have to cut the trip short. Everything in a a space flight like that is so perfectly calculated. I mean, they know the degree of you know the trajectory of where how you're leaving the moon's gravity and ev- like they know everything. And then something like that happens, and it all has to be recalculated. Yeah. As like like yesterday.
0: Uh huh. You know, like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I'm sure they do have quite a few contingency plans. You know, I'm I'm more than positive of that. I'm but sure. it still would be so incredibly stressful. Yeah. Because you're on such a time crunch to get that figured out.
0: April twelfth, nineteen eighty one, the first space shuttle flight occurred. Um, kind of interesting, taken after um, April eleventh. So, the first space shuttle flight occurred with the launching of Columbia with astronauts John Young and Robert Crippen aboard. Columbia spent fifty four hours in space, making thirty six orbits, and landed in Edwards. Edwards Air Force Base in California. That's cooking. Yeah. 36 orbits in 54 hours? That's. Wow. <laughs> I'll always like looking up. St- um, <laughs> I was about to say look upstairs. I mean, look, look at the sky when yeah. the space station comes by. And that thing's still cooking though. I'm just, yeah, it imagine. moves across the sky yeah. fast. You know, I'm not a.
1: It's pretty sweet. Astronomer or anything like that. But it is interesting how the, how the, any sort of measurement or any, or, you know, whether it's distance or speed in space is you know, exponential to anything that we're yeah. used to here. And so that's, that's always pretty surprising. <clears throat> um, in April 15th, 1817, the first American school for the deaf was founded, uh, by Thomas, boy, I'm going to butcher this name <laughs> me <on that> <laughs> by Thomas H. Gallaudet, Gallaudet. Ooh, Gallaudet. It looks Gall- right. Gallaudet. I've Yeah. You know, it's Sounds French, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think I think
1: you're I right. Don't know. we're just kind of spitballing on this. One. Um, and Lorick Clerk in Hartford,
0: Connecticut. Well, we only really put this in here because we have a deaf friend. Yeah, so. we have a
1: friend with a that's a little hard of hearing. So we got you, Kyle.
0: We love you, Kyle.
1: All right, moving on. All right, April fifteenth. Kind of uh, April fifteenth,
0: nineteen
1: twelve. The Titanic sank. Uh, yeah. With. 20, with 2224 passengers on board uh sank at 2:27 a.m. and everyone knows of course uh after striking an iceberg con- you know that might be contrary to uh some conspiracy theories but we're not really going to get into that today.
0: well James Cameron's take on Titanic looks like they hit an iceberg
1: yeah. fair enough that's all we need <laughs> um oh that's interesting it didn't it sank at 2:27 it struck an iceberg uh, just before midnight mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm yeah, and then the Carpathia arrived Carpathia, around two yeah. hours um, after the titan- Titanic went down. But there, there's been a whole many different things about the Titanic, and yeah, there's um, so many
1: different theories of what actually happened, or uh, not not just conspiracy theories. I was making kind of a joke earlier. Yeah. but um, over you know exact timing of what happened, causes, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's it's pretty interesting that something. I mean it in the grand scheme of things it didn't happen that long ago yeah in the whole of history but it's i mean it's happened in 1912 when we still don't know exactly you know can't be pinpoint exactly the chain of events that led up to everything which is interesting and you know there's you know people always talk about there's there's lost time in between you know when the, the carpathia got there and you know when the ship actually went down which is yeah the whole thing's pretty interesting. I really enjoy that. It really is. Reading and, about that. And
0: especially since they've been talking about actually lifting the ship itself from the bottom of the yeah. seafloor and actually displaying it. But it's kind of scary because it's been so, quote unquote, preserved down there that it, it'll deteriorate getting it up. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, um yeah, and it's a lot so of things like that, that.
1: you know, they, they, they kind of almost get sealed. You know, it's the oxygen that really makes stuff deteriorate. Yeah. It, it almost kind of seals itself down there with, uh, all the goo that grows on it after a while you know I'm, yeah you know that's my scientific uh, <laughs> professional the <line>. goo <laughs> technical
0: lingo there but um <laughs> i think it'll be so interesting just to talk to people from that time i mean the titanic was the best ship oh, around yeah. and then well supposedly it. it's supposedly yeah, but there was many technical flaws when it came to how they, uh, yeah. they it. i mean it. that's that's that'd be a topic for a whole nother that's se- that's true here. all right take
1: it away buddy All right, we're gonna move back a little bit, uh, about 200 years actually. April 18th, 1775, the midnight ride of Paul Revere and Paul Revere and William Dawes occurred uh, at 10 p.m. They rode; they were riding to warn the Patriots at Lexington and Concord of the approaching British. Um, And that's that's pretty. That's a pretty good thing
0: they were on the ball. Mhm. That's actually <laughs> that, That's actually like some of the coolest stuff. Um yeah. I think I think we're proud to be American and I think reading that kind of thing that, you know, this month on April 18th, Paul Revere rode that famous ride that you always hear about. Um Yeah. And,
1: and you know and what? I am not a I'm not a very learned. Is that learned?
0: Learned scholar? Educated.
1: Educated. Wow. That, <laughs> all right, that's embarrassing. Um <laughs> I'm not very uh, up to date on the like the history of that time period. I really enjoy it, but I'm not like by any means anywhere close to being an expert on it. I didn't really realize he didn't ride alone. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't really know that. <laughs> it's kind of a long lead up yeah. into that little fact, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, guess it's, I just it's, always hear you always hear about Paul Revere, and I don't, I don't, I don't really William know anything Dawes. about William Dawes, I think. which I is I'm,
0: weird. Like actually reading the name for some reason, I feel like I've heard that name before, but. It's nothing that I can really pinpoint mm-hmm. uh, that I could say that I knew. Um, but I, I could say that I actually went to Boston this past summer mm-hmm. um, and actually saw and walked the Freedom Trail. Right. And part of that is where like Paul Revere rode. cool. And it was that's really cool. Really and I saw neat. like the church that he actually put it up in. Really? The the, the, the lanterns. Yeah. And they actually have it up there. And it's that's, really, that's awesome. really cool to see.
1: Um, so, yeah. I've never been there. I'd really like to go and see that.
0: Yeah. So. All right, take it away. All right. Well, for somehow we jumped a day, but anyway, if we take it back one more day, April seventeenth, nineteen sixty-one, no big deal. Well, as you can tell, we're just reading straight down a line of day by day by day by day. Yep. That kind of cool I things, mean, but a stack of stuff. Here. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, April seventeenth, nineteen sixty-one. This is kind of when um, the whole Bay of Pigs fiasco went belly up while they try to overthrow Fidel Castro in Cuba. 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 <laughs> Nothing in Cuba, right. over 20,000 Cuba Cuban soldiers were jailed while they were hoping to have backing by the United States in their attempt to – of a coup against Fidel Castro, I guess you could say. Um, and then they actually were like heightened tensions only for the Cold War between right, right. Soviet Russia, <laughs> Cuba, and the U.S. Yeah, just because it, we were like trying to use force and and, and bring in – um air strikes and all that other stuff to help the cubans out but we just kind of dropped the ball on that
1: right. one right if you know if there's already some tensions there and then you know you pull something like this and especially if it fails like that is <laughs> that doesn't look very good on yeah. you um, and so it, was, it it turned into a huge fiasco that's probably the best way to <laughs> best way to describe that
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it actually leads up straight into what the cuban missile crisis was um, and it kind of led to like the Soviet and the Cubans to have a stronger relationship, which led to the missiles, which, not good. <laughs> which led to headaches in the Kennedy Association. Um, and then they had made a whole movie about it. And now it's like, wow, he did a good job. But maybe if they didn't screw up with Bay of Pigs, it might not have been that bad. Right. Um, but, you
1: know, hindsight's twenty twenty. a lot of times. That's too, very so true. It, that's very true. It's pretty easy to say that looking back on it. But Yeah.
0: Wish I didn't eat that pork for lunch, but I didn't know that when I was eating it. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: Alright, moving on. <laughs> this one's pretty interesting actually. Um, some piece of Americana here. On April twenty second, eighteen sixty four. Uh, in God we trust was included on all US coinage, um, by an act of Congress. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have I guess I don't really have any other anything else to input on that other than yeah. that that's Awesome. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's um, interesting to see where those things kind of originate. Um, yeah,
1: I guess I'd never, before reading this, I never, I mean, I knew it had to like happen at some point, but I guess yeah. I never really knew when. Mm-hmm. Almost it's a, been quite a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I know. That's almost a uh, hundred years after America was yeah. established, Yeah, just under hundred years. So, yeah. Of course, uh,
1: well, at, you know, for a large percentage of that time, there actually wasn't standard currency, I don't think. Yeah, either, that's very so. true.
0: Hey, do you want my sock? No. Give me your baloney. I'll give you my sock. Oh,
1: okay. I, see here. I was real confused. Barter and trade? <laughs> Barter. All right.
0: No, I do not. Unless it's clean. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, but you don't want the pair. You just want the one sock. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just right. yeah, one. That's all I need. <laughs> April 26, 1986. Where are we going? Um, the... Chernobyl, um, Chernobyl. Oh, my God. Chernobyl, man. Chernobyl. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. Chernobyl nuclear power plant in the Ukraine that an explosion. Ukraine? What? That U- Ukraine, too? <laughs> the Ukraine. Um, explosion caused a meltdown of the entire nuclear fuel and spread a radioactive cloud, which I'm pretty sure... Is still very active and dangerous to even go by.
1: Yeah, I think they've still got. Well, I mean, Ukraine's a little bit sketchy anyway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, Ukraine. Um, but yeah, I believe they still have it. it you know, it's it's very uh, very high security. That's where I'm trying okay. to go. Um, you know, I've watched shows about it too, and you know, who knows if whether it's drama for the show or not. But they always talk about how. The, all the hoops they have to jump through to get in there and they're escorted by armed guards and there's always the Geiger counters um, monitoring the radiation levels, you know, to, if, to make sure uh, you're in a safe place because I, I know that there's different places in the grounds that are um, definite no-goes. Yeah. And I know a it, it depends on, uh, a lot of it I think depends on the weather, like which way the wind's blowing, that sort of thing. Oh, so that's you, very true. You have to be wearing,
0: got, everyone is wearing like,
1: mobile geiger counters to yeah. make sure that you're you know you're
0: not gonna die with like fallout and all that other stuff especially coming from the weather right. and the rain right um, and it's a
1: huge area too i mean it there's, 300, there's 300 cities. square
0: miles right i mean from the some from the site that it
1: blew up 300 square miles yeah so it's so. not just the plant that's there it's the surrounding towns and cities that's sort of, everything everything is all ghost town nobody mm-hmm. there and i mean that there's not even a whole lot of wildlife i mean there's plants and shrubs and that sort of thing but yeah
0: I think it's all pretty pretty barren. Dangerous. I yeah. mean, it, it says reported 31 persons passed away because of the incident, but over 1,000 cases of cancer and radiation were expected to hit around the area, which is insane yeah. because that stuff is nasty, like we were already talking about, mm-hmm. just how it's still active and still dangerous in that area. It can really yeah. mess you up.
1: Yeah, I was, I was actually just reading something the other day. At the the exact spot in the reactor where it, it all the uh, – I am not a physicist. Physicist or anything like this, so it's the radioactive material. <laughs> <I'll> leave <laughs> at that. Um, melted through all of its shielding and that sort of thing, and uh, I read the other day that even with full suits on, uh, the protective suits, whatever they wear for radiation, that sort of thing, um, it is a you can be scientists can be in there in that area for a maximum of like thirty seconds or something like that. With that's with even at risking
0: extreme injury and this is like in recent times they can yeah, wear that
1: yeah yeah wow i'm pretty sure um i'm I, I did read that and it gave a bunch of other stats that i can't remember off the top of my head about how close you can get to that without protection all that sort of thing yeah but it's just interesting you know it's that happened in 1986 and it's yep. still extremely dangerous
0: which is i mean it's about 30 years just over 30 30 31 years after it exploding and it's still that dangerous i mean mm-hmm. it just goes to show how powerful this energy can be when you harness it correctly and then when things go wrong you're pretty much devastated for the long haul because who knows how long the half-life is for certain radiation like that right which can really damage yeah yourself. we're not
1: obviously we're not experts in that but nah. it's uh it's pretty interesting especially since you know it's a lot of things are dangerous to where, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. You might risk injury. I mean, this is like if you're in the wrong place, you're dead in minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's,
1: there's no if, ands, or buts. Watch out. Yep. All right. Coming to the end. All right. Uh, April 30th, 1789, George Washington became the first U.S. president. Um, that's on, on the 30th. He was administered the oath of office um, on the balcony of Federal Hall. Where but, do they, I, this is going to be a stupid question. Don't judge me. But where do they do it now? They do
0: it at, I'm um, pretty sure the Capitol building. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew that. I'm pretty sure, if not in front of the White House, but I'm almost positive. No, it's not in front of, the, Capitol front of the White House. I'm pretty yeah, sure I think it's you're right because it's on the, the steps, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's on the steps and that's Boy, where I kind of and.
1: spaced out on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that so was that, actually- That an, wasn't even built yet, so. Yeah, that's very true. I yeah. mean, like
0: he was sworn in in New York City. So, I mean, it was like Washington, D.C. wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. And then we didn't even have set precedents, whether it be um, how long you can serve and all that. That wasn't
1: until quite later. Uh, Gosh, who was it that they put term limits in for? Um, Was it one of the Roosevelts? I think it was. And off the top of my head, I cannot remember. I know I should, but I cannot. I I want to say
0: Teddy, but I don't.
1: Yeah, it was in there forever and yeah. it was up leading up to that it was always more of a tradition. Yeah. You know, two terms that sort of thing and then you know. But then
0: there were certain circumstances whether it be econ- economic wise or something that somebody had to like go extra terms. Yeah, I wish I could remember that off the top of my head. Yeah. Um Huh. Voice is a great show. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> please rate and subscribe. We love you all. We really appreciate it. Yeah, um, I wish we could really remember what we were supposed to be talking about. <laughs> I should have wrote it down. <laughs> April 30th, 1967, the last thing that's been um happened is boxing Muhammad Ali was stripped of his of his world heavyweight boxing championship after refusing to be inducted into the American military. He had claimed religious exemption, but the weirdest thing is he had claimed religious exemption or he converted to um a religion that didn't support that what was it i mean months prior to even yeah i don't think i don't n- know the exact
1: timing but it was close enough timing that it was uh, a little bit sketchy sketchy like <laughs> uh, i don't know and now
0: are you just converting just to get out of it or are you yeah i'm not digitally? i don't know that for a fact but um i don't know the like
1: i said i don't know the exact timing but it I, it just seems to me that I remember it being uh, you know kind of kind of close to, like uh, it was, I can't even think of the word I lost the word again but it was, it was weird yeah it's kind of uh, suspicious that's the
0: word suspicious yeah 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 um, so anyway I guess that's April for you in a nutshell yeah. really big things happened. everything from Titanic to the end of the Civil War to uh, Muhammad Ali losing his heavyweight championship and uh Probably the most important is us going live on April 2nd. Yeah, so that's, that's an important <laughs> one. It's top of the list. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please let us know. Send us an email at youngnostalgia2017. That's youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about us doing a month in history, um, kind of taking a step back. Obviously, we're not experts on any of this, but I think it's really cool to kind of share what's happened this month. Mm -hmm. years ago um, around the world and and, and here in America just to see you know I mean these kind of small things were big news back then and led us to who we are
1: now so you threw that email out there we're probably going to get tons of emails now about
0: what all we screwed up today (laughs) (laughs) Rate and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Um, We are live. Please follow us at Young Nostalgia. And then um, check us out on Podbean. All of our blogging and episodes are posted on Blogbean, and that's who we go through now. So that is youngnostalgia.podbean.com. Youngnostalgia.podbean.com. You'll see everything um, that we post on there of updates in our episodes. And then please rate and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. And, And get this, the first the first 10 people to rate us on iTunes we will give a shout out special shout out to you and what it means to us on the show on the show um, and if you can even give us an awesome anecdote You'll be one of the first guests on the show as well. Awesome. Um, but also talking about that, please like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, which you can find the links on our Podbean page. But also, we're super excited for next week. We're having Chad Smith of Retro Music and Media right here in the big old Ada, Ada, um, and he's <laughs> going to be talking about his musical passion, his record store, what made him want to be here um, in the big small town of five thousand people, Ada, <laughs> Ada, Ohio, <laughs> and his favorite and memorable genre of music is metal. He's going to talk about his Mm -hmm. experience in the concert scene and what he really appreciates about it and maybe have some really cool, interesting stories about the metal genre. Um, Something that Ben and I don't really know much about, but we'd love to pick his brain. it's going to be a
1: good learning experience for us, too. Um, We know know a little bit, especially American metal, so he's going to be schooling us totally because his specialty is European metal, which I think is pretty interesting.
0: I think it's really cool, Um, which we might even be able to play a little bit into the British invasion, like why didn't metal come over when the stones and all that came over as well yeah because it
1: was kind of happening right around the same time Mm -hmm. because we were just talking to him today actually we were just in the rec store yeah um and he was talking about how he was really into the early metal and how it kind of was starting like you know mid late 60s all around the same time we talked about british invasion and that's something i totally had not even realized um i was thinking you know 70s late 70s yeah you know i had no idea it was that early so that was that kind of blew me back a little bit and so it's gonna be an interesting
0: show yep check it out chad smith next week right here on young nostalgia follow us and rate us again the first 10 to rate us on itunes and google play get a special shout out and maybe one of the first guests right here on young nostalgia so on part of nolan me next to me is ben we always uh, appreciate the support and what we like to say is <laughs> keep those bottles empties and the ashtrays full take care everybody